pleasure as always to welcome to VLGA Connect for our weekly governance chat. I feel like we need a fireside, but it's getting a bit warm for that. Stephen Cooper, hello. Oh, hello, Chris. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you travelling? Uh, look, I'm well, and as always, there's a lot happening. Indeed, there is a lot happening. And of course, about uh, 10 days from now, we'll be very uh, interested in the, uh, the ballots that are emerging from the nomination process for council elections. It's getting to that exciting time in the cycle. Absolutely. And it, it was nice this week to conclude um, the last of over 70 candidate workshops that you and I have conducted on behalf of the VLGA, which has just been a terrific experience. I don't know about you, Steve, but I can do the spiel in my sleep now and I'm, I'm going to miss it, actually. <laughs> yeah, that said, though, every one of them had a surprise. So sure. you could set yourself on autopilot. That's fine. But uh, yeah, nothing fails like success, Chris. So it's been interesting. No, they've, been, they've been very good and uh, they've led to a few follow up calls from people, which have been very nice too. Um, you know, made a few uh, new contacts and we wish everyone who is is going to be standing all the very best for the campaign. Interesting times. It, in terms of uh, campaign eligibility, there's been a few examples starting to crop up of why this is so important to understand uh, that you are entitled and have all your ducks lined up in a row. Yeah, I mean, um, as a former Prime Minister said, Chris, back the horse of self-interest because, you know, it's trying. And one of the, the most important things is that we know that if the local government inspectorate become aware of an ineligible person nominating, then a prosecution will surely ensue. So that's, that's the first reason which has made it really important through the process that people are absolutely clear on their eligibility to stand and that they have an ongoing eligibility while they're on the council. Steve, what are some of the examples that you're hearing about at this early stage? Okay, well, interesting, Chris, there was an article in the paper today about the, uh, uh, the well-known corporate activist, Stephen Main, who uh, um, had some form of agreement over, an offer, over a co-shared office property uh, with the intention of standing at the City of Melbourne and uh, has recently found that that wasn't sufficient, that didn't sufficiently pass the threshold to qualify for entitlement on the basis of occupancy. So mm -hmm. Stephen's announced that he won't be standing at Melbourne and taking it with good grace, I must say too. A good friend of the VLG, I've got to say. Stephen's been on a few of our panels in the past and is always good for a, an opinion that's on point. So um, uh, I look forward to seeing if and, and where he is standing, Stephen. <laughs> Well, there's a bit of a clue in the article in the age today, Chris, exactly. that he may go back to an old stamping ground. Chris, I should actually um, take this opportunity to point to a case that was in the Supreme Court of Victoria in about 2010, involving the city of Stonington and the former councillor Athanasopoulos in regard to a similar um, occupancy issue. Um, and that case related to a matter where the councillor had a lease or a sublease over a portion of office uh, made application in 2007 to be on the roll. There was certainly evidence that the application had been received and was marked as processed. But when, during the term, when he was subsequently elected during the term of the council, it appears um, that he didn't appear on the roll. It appears he didn't appear, if I can say that. Um, in those days, that predated the uh, the advent of the local government inspectorate and the minister of the day launched um, an action in the Supreme Court of Victoria that trans. Um, followed over to, to another minister of the other side of politics, 
um, and the councillor was in fact successful, um, which I think is a useful sort of public interest. And again, we say we're not lawyers, but to know that there is a test out there regarding what qualifies as occupancy and anyone that's in any doubt regarding um, their entitlement really should seek the best advice possible because the consequences are severe. Indeed, I, I am aware without naming anyone, Steve, of a couple of, at least a couple of councillors that are looking to stand in a different municipality to where they've been serving. And there's some intricacies to that as well, aren't they? Particularly if, uh, if the reason for standing in a different municipality is given, it has been because their entitlement has changed. Exactly. And in fact, I've been telling the story of a call I had um, about six weeks ago from a person who um, had an entitlement on the basis of a residence, is planning to move just outside the municipality and asked, well, can I stand for council? And of course, the question is, um, if at the time of the election you have a residential entitlement or a property ownership entitlement, of course you can. But if you move outside the municipality, if you sell that property and no longer have an entitlement, then you would need to resign immediately. Otherwise, um, uh, you're in breach of the Act. So Indeed. that keeping mindful of that is really important, Chris. Steve, we haven't said it today, but we always say it. Neither you nor I are lawyers, uh, so take this with a grain of salt. But uh, having been around the governance sphere for a while, we've picked up a thing or two. I had a conversation with a candidate the other day. Uh, I thought this was an interesting one too. Um, they're in a situation where they have, um, they're a leaseholder of a council property mm. uh, and was a bit concerned about whether they were entitled to run. Um, in my view, of course, they're entitled to run, but the issue is going to be around if they're elected, potential conflict of interest, perceptions, etc. And um, I've simply said that they should take advice and consider how they're going to manage those issues should they ultimately be elected. Do you reckon I said the right thing there, Steve? Oh, Chris, as always, you were um, in incredibly appropriate. Um, isn't that the point that there are very, in fact, I can't think of any conflicts of interest that would actually preclude a person from standing for office. I mean, there may be some out there, I just can't mm. think of any at the moment. And of course, as they emerge from time to time, they should be declared. And the interesting one is it has to be up to the individual. What's the political odium that would be attracted by being a person that's in a regular transaction with the council? Because um, as you say, people will make a judgment about that. I think it's also important to point out, Steve, that if people do have inquiries about, inquiries about the process, I've just mixed the word query and inquiry there, um, that really they should be going to the VEC at this point with their questions. Absolutely. And the VEC, as we've said before, Chris, is the voice of truth for any inquiries or inquiries. Um, or queries. As well. <laughs> All three. Um, <laughs> Don't you love, don't you love the English language? <laughs> you do. Um, but the other part, I think the really important part is, and I believe the, the VEC have had their first interactive workshop this week. When I looked last night, there were two left on, um, on the website, one on Sunday and the other on Monday or Tuesday next week, and as well as one still to go for the city of Melbourne. So candidates, it's really a, a must do to log into that, um, log into that interactive workshop with the VEC 
to watch the video, the candidate's video, to read voraciously the candidate handbook. Um, that's your source of truth. Absolutely, it is. Steve, um, in the interest of time, we should uh, wrap that up. I do want to come back maybe next week to, to part of this topic in a bit more detail. The governance and integrity regulations have been out for consultation. Uh, 11th of September, so at the time of recording this, it's the last day for submissions. Um, there's been quite a bit of discussion about some of the issues arising from these regulations. Have you picked up on any particular themes? I know there's been a lot of uh, conversation, Chris, around the um, exemptions for conflict of interest. And some of those are unsurprising. Um, you know, for example, those issues that affect, affect all councillors, like the adoption of an expense policy, does that carry over that if there's a matter, a conduct matter being referred to VCAT, um, that all councillors can participate in that? Hmm. There's some exemptions, though, um, that um, councillors who are appointed to boards under the draft, boards or committees where there is no remuneration, would have an exemption, but not so if, if there is remuneration. Now, that might have implications um, in regard to some current practices, and I'd really implore anyone affected. It's the usual story with conflicts of interest. You've got to talk about it and you've got to game the situation as to will it affect you? Will people be aware of the conflict? So really exploring that's important. Because as you said, Chris, the closing date for um, submissions on this topic, and you didn't say it, but I will, is imminent. It is imminent as at the time of recording. And if you're watching this after the 11th of September, you've missed the boat, basically. Um, Steve, there's some elements in there around uh, expectations on the induction program for councillors, which I think bears uh, talking about in a bit more detail. So unless something uh, particularly striking comes out of the woodwork between now and then, I think that will be a topic for next week. I think we could fill our slot talking about induction, Chris. Indeed. Thanks, Steve. Great to speak as always. Have a good week and we'll see you soon. You too, Chris. Thanks. Steve Cooper with us for the weekly governance update here on the LGA Connect. <laughs>